In this episode of Rerooted, we had Muslim Bilal. He's a poet, filmmaker, and he's been doing some amazing work for a number of years. We discussed topics including being real and being yourself, fakes on social media, the story of how Muslim Bilal's mother and sister became Muslims. All this and more coming up next. Muslim Bilal. Yes. Also known as... Ashley Chin, Ashley Bilal Chin, Muslim Bilal. <laughs> What's the name? What is the name? Really? What is the name? What is the name? Does the name matter? Well, you know some, the face. Yeah, sometimes they call me a rapper and a sheet artist, a singer, a poet. I'm like, I don't even know what I do. Transition, innit? You've made a lot of transition. Yeah, you could say that. Definitely. One of your, I, I was looking at some of your Nasheed albums or spoken word albums. Let's yeah. See. And one of them was called The Transition. Yeah. And I mean, I want to I want to speak about that in a little bit, actually. You know how 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 you manage that and all of that. But um, before we go into all of that, the first thing, bro, that I want to talk to you about is being fake. Yeah, you're someone that I've seen is very real. You're very authentic. You you don't do things to please crowds, and yeah. you've been in the scene for a very long time. So in your poem, life, yeah, you speak about social media yeah speak about not being the real you what was behind all of this I feel like I called it life because for me it was like an overview an overview of everything of life and myself and the people and the condition that we're in and I see a lot change since when I first embraced Islam back in like 2002 and how it was and how I don't know, things seem very pure and I don't think that's just amongst the Muslims, just in the world, we wasn't, we didn't have social media how we have it today. And now I look around and I see what social media has done and how hum- to humans in general and I just say, wow, sometimes you sit back and you say, wow, look at life, look at this life, look at us, look at humans. Yeah, This is mad, what we're, what we're doing like is just mad and this rat race where everyone's trying to keep up with each other, everyone's trying to be like someone else because we're exposed to so much that we know so much now. Everyone knows so much because you can watch so much online. Yeah. So you can see what someone else has and what they what they live like. And you can say, all right, well, that's what I want. Now that I've seen that, that's what I want. Whereas before, they wouldn't be as exposed to it. Yeah. And um, if they don't have it, they want to pretend that they have it. Um, or people become insecure because they don't have it and think that everyone lives like that. So I should be like that. And I'm insecure. If I'm not like that, then I'm not as liked as everyone else. And this is in many ways, this is with materials. This is with looks, with beauty, with wealth, with lifestyle, everything. And yeah, lots changed. So life was just like life. Look at us. And I'm just doing an overview of everything. So I go from my childhood, how I grew up, and then the, the the conversion to Islam, yeah. to social media and how people are. And, uh, you know, like, it's like we're stuck in a game of thrones. Everybody's trying to lead. Fame, greed, try, dying to be seen. Yeah. It's deep, man. You know, you speak about fame. You speak about greed. But one of the things that you spoke about that really, really hit me, where you spoke about when a person's in a room. Mm. Yeah. And... You can't even be the real you. Yeah. You're in a f- room full of people. You can't be the real you. Yeah. 
could you expand on that like that that specific line where is that coming from um it's like i think i said to care so much about care so much about what people say you can't even be the real you yeah. in a crowd for the people and it feels like it in an empty room yeah everything for me is i don't write down none of my poems so yeah, it's not i heard this about you it's not like i sat and thought it out they're real moments that's why sometimes I can go on for so long at an event and they say, how do you remember it? I don't think, it's like me telling you, me asking you, tell me about your childhood. You can talk for 10, 15 minutes because it's, you're, you're going from what actually happened. So because I'm going by what actually happened, I'll never forget what actually happened. So I remember being in a place probably where I'm seeing the, the the um not the image but the front someone's putting on yeah. to in order to please the people yeah. like in order to be accepted by the people so like they because they, they care about what people would say if they was honest yeah. so it's like they 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 can't even be the, like this care so much about what people say you can't even be the real you and then sometimes I think to myself I'm so honest like like that's not saying that's the I'm the only one but I'm so honest I think sometimes I think if people actually listen to what I'm saying, I'm almost like incriminating myself sometimes when I speak. Yeah. I'm saying, are they listening to my poems yeah, and what I yeah, say? Yeah. I'm too honest almost, I feel like. So I feel like that honesty and the way I am, sometimes you feel like a stranger. So I say like um, in a crowd full of people, it feels like you're in an empty room. It's like, am I alone in this? Like no one's upon this. Like, How, how can someone be the real them? Um... I think honesty, like, is important. I think there's a difference. Sometimes, like, if you have, like, sins, for example, or bad habits, it's not dishonest to, like, hide them or be shy of them. That's that's showing that you're embarrassed about your sins or you don't, you're not proud of them. So you want to hide them. So you're not going to just be, oh, what, but you, you, um, uh, this guy listens to music when he's on his own. Yeah. But when he's in front of a load of people, he doesn't listen to it. That's not like, oh, you're being fake. That's more like, no, he's, he's got a bad habit and he's ashamed of it and he's not proud of it. So yeah, he's yeah. hiding it. He's concealing. That's different. But being honest is like just being honest with yourself. Like, this is where I'm at and this is what I have to offer. You can't trick the people. You can trick the people, but you can't trick Allah. Allah is all-knowing, all-seeing, all-hearing. He knows what's in the breast of man. So for me, I feel like, I can pretend, I can do stuff with the people. We can all do things with the people. We can trick them. We can behave a certain way. But Allah's there just seeing all. And he just knows you can't trick Allah. So I feel like honesty is the best policy. Like I remember sitting down with someone with more knowledge than me and they, and I wanted them to teach me, like go through Islamic, uh, Islamic stuff and study. And he said, no, the first thing we're going to study, I said, what book are we going through? He goes, no, we're not going to go through any book. We're going to go through principles before we study anything. Like principles he said yeah like life principles like never lie always be on time don't eat too much yeah don't and he was just going through normal principles and there was so much value in those principles yeah. that can teach you a lot in life so there was it's just like a little thing like never lie that's a serious like i'm thinking do you know what we need these principles as humans like it's okay, we know so much, but we know so little if we're not following these little principles. Yeah. And that's Islam. That's yeah. If, if, if you, even if you look into these principles, don't eat too much. You know, many people, they quote the hadith, 
of the mm. Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. No, peace be upon him. And they and and they and they quote it so wrongly. Mm. They say, for example, oh, you're only supposed to eat a third. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And and, and the, but they forget half the hadith, which yeah. is eat a morsel of of food. Yeah. yeah, to keep your back straight. And if you need more, then you do the third. So the third is not even. They make it out like the third is what you're supposed to do. And that's not even what you're supposed to do. You spoke about, for example, um, never lying. That's from Islam. Yeah. And and this, I often find this that many of the principles that people become successful from, they're things from within Islam. Yeah. They're things from within Islam. Many of the things that people, for example, I get. This is me personally. Yeah. I don't know about how you feel about this, but when people always post up these motivational speakers, yeah, who are just going on and on. Yeah. Oh, you think this? Oh, you're like this? Oh, well, you need to get up out of your... I think to myself, you've heard all of this before. You've heard all of this before. Mm. But just because it's coming from a certain someone, you're taking it more seriously now. Yeah. You're treating it differently. You're treating the information, the knowledge differently. You know, in, um, in, in your poem, you also spoke about being fake. Mm. And this comes back to honesty. Yeah. But I want to bring it to a direct... Industry, yeah, uh, and, and and I know some people might find this yeah. controversial. Yeah, the Muslim scene. Yeah, do you feel like a lot of it is fake? Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are not honest with themselves. How how do you feel like it's not it's it's not real? And what about it's it? It's like not where do we start? <laughs> um, I think that the the Muslim the Muslim industry. In, in two ways it's like we have to take responsibility in a sense that we're very judgmental people so if you do if you say one thing wrong yeah the the whole muslim scene could come down upon you so for one reason it's like out of fear of people people not having the right opinion having the right opinion of you a lot of people are fake in a sense where they try and portray a certain way and a certain image and in order for the Muslims to like be like, mashallah, you're great, you're da 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 da, yeah. and this, that, and the other, and they don't—they're too scared to like maybe show other sides because they know that people will come down on them. Then you have like the men, you have the women. A lot of them are like with the 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 beauty and the looks and the image, and it like a lot of people every day is just hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, like like you're living a happy life. Like who is these guys you're doing hey guys to? Like a lot of them are not really happy and are not living this great life and and it's not as beautiful as it seems and yeah. they're scared to be honest. And you can tell something's fake when something's not organic and it's not real if everyone is doing the same thing. So it's obviously someone does something, it works and everyone starts following suit. And that's, that means it's not coming from an organic place then. It's like, for example, one person does this and then one person starts to talk out like, okay, I'm going to be honest and cry on camera and talk about my depression and yeah, my anxiety. Sorry. And then everyone starts doing because it's like everyone's done a video now on their depression and anxiety and guys like, I'm really depressed and stressed today. And da -da. like, it's madness. And then it's the same with the, with the talking in front of cameras. Like, I remember when I first got... Like when I got asked to speak, it was just like, come on, just do a talk about. I'm just like, it's not for me. Like I'm not a speaker. Why would I speak? And then it's like, look, tell your story, blah blah blah. But I then remember some people was like, 
how can I become that? Like, I want to be a person in front of the camera. Like, I want to. And sometimes it's for the wrong reasons. Like, the intention is for the fame. It's for people to know who they are or they want to be. It's almost like a clout chasing. Like, they want to be celebrities. Yeah. Yeah. It's deep. It's deep. And and, and these problems are, are so... You know, Often, I was thinking about this today, that we always love to point fingers at other people. Mm. Like for example, we even read the Quran and we'll be like... Yeah man You know these people They, they And we, sometimes we even think about it in our heads We mm. think You know these people It applies to them so well Yeah, yeah. But, but You're supposed to be thinking Does this apply to me To yourself yeah. And Nine times out of ten If you've done that Because the Quran is sent to you It's, it's mm. for you If you've done that It would apply to you A lot of these things would apply to you yourself so it's, it's, it's a deep thing of question Like what you're talking about bro Something I went through personally as well mm. With this journey And I don't know if you noticed But off social media I just went off it Completely yeah. for like the last year maybe Yeah But I was like I had to speak to some of the brothers I was close to And be like Bro you know You know what you're doing I've just been doing what you're doing But I never even thought about If I want to do this I've just been doing it Yeah I don't know if that's me yeah. And I've literally And bro I went through a phase Where I was completely just And I think When this happens to people This is where the anxiety kicks in The depression kicks in mm. What am I about? What's my character? What do I really like? How do I discover what I really like? Bro you got for example Your daughter Yeah Sumeya You've spoken about her in your poems yeah. You speak about her a lot You show her on social media You're not shy to show her on social media Like you're not shy of her Yeah I wanted to ask you how, you know, you're talking about all of these things, being fake, you know, being a real person, being a Muslim, yeah. all of these temptations, you speak about temptations, you speak about sins, you speak about, um, uh, I'm embarrassed of my sins, I can, I can see with them because they're embarrassing, yeah? Yeah. You, take, you speak about all of this in your poems, yeah. yeah? How do you feel that your daughter is growing up in this environment where it's worse than when you were growing up? Um. And I said it in one of my players. I said I was from an era of paid in full. And I have to watch Samaya grow up in the era of vloggers playing the full. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, I um, I feel like love, like, you see a lot. The way I look at this religion, I come into this religion yeah. having a tight relationship with God, with Allah. Before I was a Muslim, I used to ride a motorbike and I used to speak to God every day, all day on my bike. So I always had these conversations like with, I was used to say like, you're my only best friend, protect me. You don't have no radio when you're riding your motorbike. Yeah. So I used to have this and I always felt close to Allah, to God. So after my conversion and to now, I've always felt like, well, that's why when I was in one of my early classes and they said one of the most repeated like verses or Things said in the Quran is remember me and I will remember you. Yeah. It's like I used to think to myself, do you know what? You see, if I just do good by Allah, Allah will take care of my daily affairs. Yeah. And with me, I try and like with my daughter, I try and say, as long as I'm pure and I try and do the best I can, Allah will take care of my daughter for me. Like and not make her I don't have to fear that she's gonna So, so I've just gotta do good. So I've just got to do good and take care. Look, I tried to give my mum dawah when I converted to Islam. Oh, mum, don't drink this. It's going to take you to the fire. Mum, don't do that. Mum, don't do this. Come on, come to Islam. Come to Islam. It's not working. My mum thinking my son's gone mad. She wants to get me out of the house. Yeah. I stopped giving dawah and I just focus on my relationship with Allah. I start doing good. I stop doing certain sins. I'm getting closer to Allah, closer to Allah. 
I'm going to classes. I say to Allah, you know what? I'm going to give everything. I'm stopping this. I'm stopping that. I'm going to go to Egypt and study. I want to get more. I remember looking at a man praying in the mosque. And I'm honest. When the prayer's finished, I check my phone straight away, see where my friends are. And I just want to leave. Yeah, I'm coming now. I just finished praying. I'm coming now. But the Imam's saying after the prayer, there's going to be a short little lecture. This guy is not even checking his phone. He can't wait to listen to the lecture. I can't wait to get out and go and meet my friends. Yeah. So what it is, is instead of me saying, oh, I don't want to be forced to stay. I want to naturally feel like I want to stay. Yeah. So I'm saying to Allah, why don't I feel like I want to stay? Like, why do I feel like there's more exciting things outside? So why ain't I like him? How comes he is so content that's chilling in the masjid? Yeah. Why does he feel like that? Obviously, we're all different. And then I thought to myself, you know, what? I want to feel more like that. I need to get away from my environment. So why did you and ask went, that question to yourself? What because was, what were you missing? What did you feel like you're missing something? Or yeah, did you want to what? be real with myself. You see, when we're young, we got energy. We got the like where we we don't we get bored if we're in the house all day. Like yeah. my daughter says, I like school and the days off school, I hate it because it's boring. There's nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. I think I like the days when there's nothing to do. Now as an older person, yeah, yeah, yeah. but when you're young, you get bored easily. You need activities. You need things to do. So me as a youngster, I took my shahada at 19 years old. I wanted to be busy. I want to see where's my friends. What you look up to today? We used to meet up for no reason, like. Yeah. Where are you? All right, I'm coming to see you now. We don't even know what we're doing. We just used to always want to meet up. Now, in for some reason, the way shaitan decorates this dunya is that the things that are good for you seem boring and the things that are bad for you seem exciting. So going to meet up with my friends and go and waste time and do nothing seemed fun. But to stay in the masjid and listen to a lecture just seemed boring to me. And I didn't want to stay and listen to it. I knew my my what I had to do was do my prayers, but that's it. I wanted to go, so I wanted to no, I wanted to like kind of like change my desires, like change it so that I feel like I wanted to stay, and I feel like I'm not missing out on anything. So that was when I I went to some classes, and I said, you know what, I need to change my environment, and that's when I went to Egypt. And when I decided to go to Egypt. Making these steps, I believe a lot. Seeing what this guy is doing, so much in my path. Yeah. Imagine the day before I go to Egypt, I phone my mum. My mum says to me, "You're going to Egypt for a year. I've never been away from you. Look, I want to spend the whole day with you before you go, please." So wow. I said, "Okay, mum, you can spend the day with me." I wake up early in the morning, about seven a.m., and I'm about to leave the house, and my mum comes out of her room and says, "Where are you going?" I said, "I'm going to the mosque." And she goes, I'm spending the day with you, remember? I said, no, mum, it's Eid today. Because I went to Egypt the day after Eid. I said, it's Eid. I need to go to the mosque, do my Eid prayer. When I finish Eid, I'll be back in like an hour. Then we spend the day. It'll be eight in the morning. So I know, I know it's Eid. I got my headscarf and come into the mosque. Wow. I said, oh, all right. And then my sister comes out her room. Yeah, bruv, and me, I got my headscarf. Me and mama went and got some yesterday. No way. I said, what? All right, cool. So I made a call. To my friend who's married with a wife and I say, bro, change your plan. Instead of going to the local mosque in Streatham, we're going to Regent's Park Mosque. My yeah. mum's coming. I need her to see the the bigness. The I need her to see the beauty, the dome and loads oh, of people. Fuck. I need her to see the environment. Like, So I said, come, bring your wife okay. so that she could take my mum into the women's section. And she's like, no problem, no problem. What, your mum wants to come? I said, yeah, she wants to come she to the mosque. That's deep, yeah. So I'm thinking she wants to come to the mosque. I'm just happy that she wants to come. Yeah. So... We drive to Regent's Park Mosque. Me and my friend say to the... My mum knows his wife anyway. 
Nice. And then she goes, okay, hi, come, yeah, let's go into the women's section. So I say, look after her, make sure she's good. He's like, yeah, 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 no problem. So the whole time I'm praying, I was thinking, wow, my mum's here, this is mad. And then we finished the prayer and I say to my friend, like, oh, phone your wife and see if they're, um, like, if they're okay. If they're... And she goes, yeah, they're good. They're... Like, I told her she doesn't have to pray, she can just watch. But she said, no, nah, I pray. I think I don't believe in God. Why am I going to watch people pray? I'm praying too. And your mum wasn't Muslim so at my... this point? No, nah, she's not Muslim. So they prayed. So I said, wicked, that's a start. So I said, okay, call back and see if they're ready now. Went in the bookshop and thought, let me buy them a gift, mm-hmm. some books, and see if they're ready. This might be nice, Dawa. Yeah. And then my friend's wife said to me, yeah, they're both ready. Like, they're both ready. So I was like, okay, cool, let's go. Let's go. And they're like, no. I said, meet me at the car park. I said, no, they're both ready to take Shahada, both of them. What? I said, what? And I goes, did she say you're right, though? My friend's saying, bro, you said your mum and your sister both ready to take Shahada. So I was like, no, no way. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, so I phoned, went to the offices in Regent's Park. I said, my mum and my sister want to take Shahada. He's, and this guy knew me because I used to do private lessons with this guy on a Wednesday and a Sunday by myself in his office. Yeah. Sheikh Nasser, Abdul Nasser, he used to teach me. So oh. he's like, Bilal, how are you, Egyptian man? I yeah. said, yeah, my mum, my sister's here. He says, what? But ain't you going to Egypt tomorrow? I yeah. said, yeah, because he's the person who arranged for me to go to Egypt, my okay. teacher. Okay, okay. So I brought them in the office and I remember just sitting there and seeing my mum and my sister with these headscarves on and he's talking to them and them taking charge and it was like an out of this world experience. I'm just thinking to myself, when you do good, Allah takes care of all your affairs. Allah done this for me. Like he knew, I remember thinking to myself, I could just die now. Like like as in like, I feel complete. I wasn't married at the time, I had no children. So just seeing my mum and my sister go towards this religion that is like I'm just Allah you've just that's me like, and that so I've always gone by like just, just focus on Allah and Allah takes care of everything so the same I am with my daughter like I don't really fear for her I fear for the world we're in and everything but you know what I just feel like when you do good whatever I'm ready for anything Allah yeah. has, has destined for us it's like you know the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if when someone Puts their trust in him He he never lets that person down mm. Like I've always told I've always I've always exactly. said this Since a young age bro I've, I've never Had a proper job I've never had A proper education exactly. I've never had a proper anything But Allah's always Looked after me And my mum To this day That is something private But my mum to this day Like she looks And she talks to me She gets emotional mm. like I have all of my siblings I have all of my family I'm what you'd consider A failure In terms of how society sees, sees things University degrees. University degree Money yeah. All of this sort of stuff Etc yeah? But subhanallah I had a completely different thing And My reliance upon Allah Brought me things better than that mm. Brought me things better than that I remember I used to say to my dad You're encouraging me to go to university mm. But now look I'm getting invited to go and speak to the university students mm. It's like that And it wasn't saying it in an arrogant way But it's like Look at how Allah is Mm. And now Alhamdulillah I'm going uni Alhamdulillah I'm, do, I'm, I'm trying to develop myself it's But it's like it's good. This point of reliance upon Allah I think it's something Everyone needs to take home They need it Some people doubt I, I get messages Of people like saying They want to commit suicide Or they feel low And they doubt Allah I remember just asking someone They give me this long message About all the problems in their life Everything they're going through Yeah. And I remember saying um, I thought let me I say sorry I'm going to get back to you After I pray my Isha have you have you prayed today? And they say, oh no, I haven't. I don't really pray at the moment. And I just think to myself, you don't pray. 
and you're complaining about all your problems would you what do you think like like do you not believe that there is no might no power except with Allah like it's become like, so logical to all you. these problems yeah. like, and this is what we need this faith like a lot of people don't understand like they they, they lack that that like that that faith and like they like bad things happen to them and they like wonder why this is happening to me and yeah. it's that it's that it's that iman that that faith there is is lacking and people need to understand that and can yeah, we, definitely can, can we speak about faith yeah yeah a little bit do you know what i mean about that yeah yeah <laughs> so you got a new movie coming out or a new in, film yeah in production a new in film production, coming out yeah yeah and I remember, just to give some background to everyone yeah. listening, we met a few years ago. Because uh, yeah. context, we've known each other for a very long time. You've known me for a very long time. So That picture you you put on your Instagram recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you from that. <laughs> so, <laughs> when um, we're at Brother Yasser's study circle. Yeah. And while we're trying to study, there's a kid, five years old, jumping behind us, jumping on our back, running around. Yeah. We'd have to grab him and go, sit there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was you, bro. So, uh, <laughs> Little Musa, I remember clearly, he was like five years old. That's Mad. deep, man. It's crazy. Mad. But it's like, um, yeah, what was I saying? I was saying um, about... You gotta remind me now. I lost completely. My kid moments. Um, came a few through. years ago, yeah. you saw me. Yeah, a few years ago, I saw you. A few years ago, I saw you, and you said to me, "Yeah, bro, you know, I wanna, I, I wanna do a film. Yeah, and I wanna make it about my life. Mm. I want, I want, I want, I wanna do something, you know, like this. So now, that's happening. Do you know? I feel like we. This my whole journey's been crazy, you know, because. And like, I, even when I go to events, I only talk about my life. Yeah. I only talk about my life. I don't qualify yeah, to talk that, yeah. about nothing else. They might book me like, can you do a talk on this? Can you do a talk on that? I said, I can only talk about my personal experiences because I'm not qualified to talk about nothing else. I'm not a teacher. I can't teach. I could talk from my heart about my life. And inshallah, if someone's in the audience that's going through similar situation, it might, it might inspire them. But I feel like, I go to these events, I sit down and I see the audiences. I'm sitting in Canada, Vancouver, there's thousands of people. They're listening and they're coming to me. That story was inspiring. It's like, I don't, I'm like, don't even tell me. Let me just see if Allah, reward, like, I don't even want to hear too much. It yeah. might ruin things. I go to Australia, I'm in Sydney, thousands. Then I go to Melbourne, hundreds of people. Then I'm in Brisbane, hundreds of people. South Africa, like Johannesburg, I'm in Indonesia, Malaysia, all over the world telling no, this story. Yeah. And I'm just like, all these hundreds and hundreds of people in all these different locations all around the world telling me the same thing, that this story like inspired them or changed them or had some sort of effect on them. I like can't even comprehend it. Like It's mad. And yeah. I just think to myself, like we, we learn something by either listening, watching, or reading. Yeah. That's how we get inspired. And I think we're coming in a time now where when people are reading less, especially the audience I'm trying to reach, yeah. they're not readers. They're not readers. The lost souls, and there's a lot of lost souls out there, the youth, that, like we're a fake, we're a generation of fake people. So even though we act cool, and we act like, yeah, 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 life's good, everything's good, we're lost. When we go home and you sleep at night, there's an emptiness. I challenge all these youngsters, all the, everyone that f acts like they've got a great life, there's an emptiness inside them. I know, fact, they've all got this lost emptiness. And, yeah. and those kind of youth and youngsters that are lost, they're not readers, really. 
so they're more watchers. They're not. We're not in a stage of listening. Maybe like even like these podcasts are better when you can see us. Like as yeah. the ones I'll watch. Like so, I was thinking. I've been in the film industry for years. Like, yeah. imagine creating a film about that story. Yeah, that can go out mainstream all over the world. That for me, I'm not a man of dreams, but I'm just thinking that's something that I could die, and that's still just being watched. I still got like the message on tape, like the film. You remember the film, the message yeah. that that was made how many years ago? But yeah. you could just keep watching it. Imagine a film. Gone. Yeah, everyone, you can just watch it and watch yeah. it, and people can learn from it. Yeah, it's like a legacy kind of thing. So. I always said like I just want to. I would love to make a film about this story where people could like just be watching it all over the world, like in Spain. That that inspired me, and yeah, to get in a position where you get to do that, yeah, it's mad. And I think that what the people need to understand, the young youngsters and everyone with dreams, is we're in a rush for mm. success. Like we're trying to be celebrities online and this that. And it's like we care more about the fame than the work. I started this journey of telling this story and doing this over 12 years ago. And only now I'm getting to that stage where I can make this film. Yeah, yeah. I first wrote the script that's, that's the about that's tw- the over 12 years ago. So it's about the work and doing good. And then it, it, it falls into place yeah, later yeah, on yeah. in life. Yeah. So t- tell me a little bit about the what, what kind of level we're, we're, we're hoping for. Well, what kind? Because there's level, there's different levels of movies. Yeah, so trying to make a film for YouTube, (laughs) like it's like yeah, like um, whatever the biggest level there is, isn't it? So obviously, it's a film that you'll be able to go to the cinema and watch, and then the same normal procedures, watch it online after down the normal channels and routes. So. Yeah, it's exciting times. We're in pre-production of that now. Most definitely. And um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm really Shooting looking forward to it. first day of filming, Monday. I'm looking forward that to it, It's man. my first feature I've directed. So yeah, it's a great project. The cast is crazy. Like everything about it is, yeah. That's going to be exciting. amazing, man. That's going to be amazing. You know, I want to ask you a question on behalf mm. of Ustad Hamza as well. Yeah. Are we getting uh, premiere tickets, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think like, my, why I'm excited is about the difference. I've been in mainstream, yeah, and it's like seeing something mainstream yeah. of this level. I was saying one to one of my brothers the other day. I was thinking like, I just want the red carpet. They're just gonna yeah, see yeah. bare beds, like just loads of brothers walking down oh, the red carpet. Be amazing, I said, they ain't seen this before. That's like be the newspaper headlines ten years, twenty years ago was the Muslim, the rise of the Muslim boys. Now they're gonna really see gonna the Muslim amazing. boys are here. Like okay. I'm looking forward to that, man. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, because I, I've heard you speak about it so much. I know you're passionate about it. I know that... Well, the film's different. The film's a bit different. Okay, how's it different? Uh, I would say it's based on my true story. Yeah. But I wanted to make it cinematic. Yeah. And you have to up the drama. Yeah, yeah, You've of only got like 90 minutes to tell that story. So Artistic you license. have to give it an arch as well. So we've got the beginning, the middle, some action, and then the end. So, yeah. It's not just as I've told it. There'll be some surprises in there. Okay. And no matter how much I tell my story, I always miss things out. Yeah. Every time's different. Yeah. SubhanAllah. That's deep, man. It's deep. You know, so another thing that I wanted to speak about, this is all to do, you know how you mentioned how you always end up talking about your life. There's another thing yeah. that we need to speak about to do with your life. Yeah. I want to ask you about racism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and I think as as a black person yourself, yeah, I think it's only right that you speak for yourself rather than other people speaking for you. Um, and there's a story you told me some a couple of years ago of you getting to know a sister for marriage. Okay, yeah, yeah, and you getting rejected. Yeah. I might have told you that in private. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, like, yeah. um, I think it's just a reality. I'm not one of them people that I like to over complain and go this because I feel like everyone's a victim of something, in it. So, like, let's say for example, are you cool? Yeah? To, are you cool to talk about it? Though? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's say for example, this boy is a drug dealer. Yeah, you introduced me to him. I'm not just gonna diss him and say why are you selling. You shouldn't be selling drugs to yeah, that. Yeah. I'm gonna see what is his life like like how was he raised like what was his environment and there's things that led him to that so some in fa- some families we got to understand we're like a like second generation of like that a lot of the parents were raised back home so in the household the first language is the back home language yeah. and the mum speaks a certain way and the culture's very much so us as the younger generation we went to school here, so we mix with like, yeah. I sit next to a girl from Indi- yeah, India. Yeah, we're used to all of that. My, yeah. This guy, my friend in class from Turkey, he's Indian, so we're used to mixing. The parents are not used to mixing. Mm-hmm. So when I am a bit understanding that when the daughter comes home and says, "I want to marry this guy," and he's black, the first thing the parents are thinking is, "What? Like, I can't even understand him and speak to him around the language barriers and the culture differences and everything." However. I think there's a line like where like I had someone say to me like oh I feel sick like the the the, the reaction was they feel sick because of my color and like when said told that now that's a bit racist you can't say you feel sick what because it's oh, black so, so they said that- yeah and it's like oh I'm well I'm not being racist I'm saying don't you want to have good looking children and it's like that for me is like wow and then it's like um I know some people who are married to different races where the parents, the in-laws refuse to see the grandchildren because they're mixed with like black cars. And I think this is innocent children. And there's some issues. These issues are so real and deep. So sometimes I think to my, I might do something like, I was on EastEnders the other day, 50 comments like, why was you in EastEnders? Da, 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 da. And I think, bro, we've got a bigger thing. You've got some serious issues. Go and ask your uncle why. You're asking me why I was saying these standards. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, there's a lot more going on and some serious issues. It's too easy to just ask me that. So, how do you deal with those sort of comments like coming at you? I do know. I'm. I'm not. I think I don't really worry about myself because people don't realize how old I am. Yeah, I'm nearly. I'll be 40 years old soon. That's gonna be so. These comments and all that to me, like I'm thinking, you're don't even question me. You have to have a bit of respect. Like I'm not. A child, like, do you understand? I don't really, I'm not in that kind of world with the social media and comments and I need to react to it and tell them why I this, that. I'm a bit older, so, but I do fear for some of the younger generation which do receive backlash. Like, even if I see someone doing wrong, I don't feel it's fair on them to have so much comments because they're humans. They're humans and they got, like, they got like hearts and souls and even if they're making mistakes, we got to be careful yeah. how. And I just think that there's no reward in being horrible. 
So mm. if we f- we forgot about our end goal, like if our end goal is to please Allah and to go to paradise, I think like what is is it going to help us get to paradise and please Allah if we're rude to someone or if we diss someone or speak bad about someone? And we that, forgot the end goal. That even comes into racism. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, a lot of people also feel like um, it doesn't exist. In no racism is real. It's one of yeah. but there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of issues that are very real, very major, and they just get brushed under the table. Like we're not gonna racism is real. There's a lot of child ab- abuse and all that. Like yeah, um, yeah. there's a lot of things happening that we're not really focusing on and dealing with. And yeah, Do you think there will ever be like um, the racism gone? Do you think racism will ever? It could. It could because soon we we become the parents now and yeah. then our children become the parents yeah and there's a lot more mixture now so for us here in the west i, th- you I know, think it can be mm, it will get better you know i think i think it's an issue of as you mentioned of, of being something deep-rooted like for example you know us growing up you mentioned growing up growing up here mm. you've got an indian girl listen, uh, sitting next to you you got a chinese guy in your yeah. class you got this yeah. i had that growing up yeah. yeah even when i went to islamic schools i had that there's, there's a whole lot of Multiculturalism, multiculturalism yeah. in in our society. So with me, when I grow, when I grew of age, and I wanted to get married, yeah, I didn't mind marrying anyone from any race. Yeah, like for me, it was not a problem at all. And I'm not saying that. Oh, I don't know. I was a bit unsure about it. I did not care what mm. race I married. Literally, it was not a thing for me. Even alhamdulillah, my parents they were very understanding in that, and and that's because of their own reasons. Yeah, mm. but. I feel like with marriage specifically, how do people deal with that? Like how did how did you deal with that? No, I felt like I went through a stage where I'm only human and I felt like a lot of rejection sometimes it makes you rebel. Yeah. So So for me, I went through a stage where I felt like just naturally and I'm not saying it's a good thing, but or it's right, or maybe I was wrong to be like this, but I felt like I'm giving everything, I'm doing so much like I'm coming to this event for you and for you and uh, this woman could ask me to come to Manchester to talk to her son and I'll go and I'll do all of this for you guys. But I can't, but I can't no, I don't want to. And I felt like not just in that, like with work, I'm putting in all this work, but I'm not getting nothing in return. And it, maybe this was like, because Iman goes up and down. So maybe I was at a lower state at this stage where it was like, I remember just thinking, no one ain't doing nothing for me. It might have been shaitan in my ears, but this is not, this is life. This is what happens, and I felt like, where's the work? Like, why aren't none of the Islamic organisations hiring me? You're booking okay. me to come to your event, giving me a small fee. Yeah, but then when it's time to do work, you raise loads of money. These organisations today we raise one million. Today we raise seven hundred thousand. Everyone's like, Allah, Akbar, Allah, Akbar. So I'm thinking, all right, you raise seven hundred thousand pound. Then I'm at this event the next day. We raise five hundred thousand. Allah, Akbar. And I'm like, they're like, thank you, Bilal. You done so well at the event. I was used to attract people and come. Then I'm like, all right. So now we've got all this money. Can someone give me a job? Like I helped. Like come on, give me yeah. a job. Like just a little salary to work. I don't hear from no one. I don't hear from no one when I'm coming and when it's time to get married I can't say yeah but um, I might not um, have loads of money but I like you know like I've done all this work and I'm like you know I'm praying and they don't want to hear that Yeah, they talk about yeah. wealth and money yeah. like hey, where are you going to live where are we going to live if you get married to my daughter how are you going to provide for her how are you going to this how are you going to that so I started feeling like do you know what I just started rebelling and then when you heard racism rejection 
It's like someone said to me once, like, "Why don't you know there's no Muslims in Jamaica?" <laughs> and I was like, "Rod, right, you know what? Cool. I'm gonna do my culture then." So, wait, wait, wait. wait. So, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone said that to me once. What? There's no Muslims in Jamaica what, regarding marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, "All right, cool. I'm just gonna go and find someone from my culture then. I do my thing." And sometimes that's what it does to you. It makes you just want to rebel sometimes. Yeah. So we gotta be strong. I think. I think especially especially as Muslims who who. We we need to we need to not do that because it's um it's a thing where these things I don't know if it if it affected your faith but these yeah. things can actually affect a person's faith yeah 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 you know like I'm a Muslim you know and you know when you took your shahada what kind of reception did you get ah uh, it's amazing the reception was just like it was like hugs all around but you know the community I was in around your dad and that little yeah, small community yeah. so it was all hugs and everything <laughs> was amazing yeah. and like yeah take this gift like a, a little it's a, a perfume and it was amazing but then um you're left to your own devices after that for a while and then like but okay again there I remember when someone like a British person was taking their shahada not in our community, but in general, what I've seen over the years, people are like celebrating like it's the biggest thing. Like it's 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 better, you know. Like what, they can't you, believe it. Like a person, like a white person, okay, becomes white person a Muslim. We got yeah. a white revert. Like every channel, every organization is offering them a job. It's almost like it's like every platform, TV station. They might not even know how to be a host. We'll give you a job as a host. We'll do this. We'll do that. They just want to have that look. We've got a white British Muslim. We got a white Muslim. Da, 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 da. Like it's like so. There's definitely issues. There's issues. But you know what? My thing is, we can't ain't even got time to like even not say dwell on it, but like care so I just got to take care yeah. of doing what I need to do most definitely and yeah, just yeah. work hard yeah. and not let it affect my iman yeah. try my best to not let it and just keep working and know that this is the dunya and that's what shaitan wants Bro, you to you, do you yeah. know what the thing is yeah it, it breaks your heart yeah like, it breaks your heart and, and, and I think people really need to understand this because I went through a similar thing where I, w- I was in a situation bro of extreme sadness bro I told mm-hmm. you I, I was in a situation where financially I was rough, everything in terms of everything in my life it was so rough. And when you go to these organizations that have helped you and they 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 they, they really show you brotherhood, this is where the brotherhood comes in now. You mm-hmm. know all of the all the hug and stuff like that. That's all fine. Yeah. yeah but, but if you're gonna hug me and not help me when I'm in my low time, then come on. Like, well, what kind of love is that? Yeah. So it's like, and bro, it breaks your heart. It yeah, really yeah, breaks yeah. your heart. You got talent. You mentioned you were mentioning this to us earlier. You got talent. You got all of this, and it yeah. just can't be used. I was surprised. I was very surprised. I'm not like, I'm not saying I'm entitled to anything, but I was surprised that a man of my skill set, of what I can do in regards to like film production, um, engagement with young people, yeah, no one never utilized me. None of the Muslim organizations was like. I just thought I would never have to worry about working or having to go back and make films in this kind of world or in that kind of world. Yeah. I thought I would have been utilised because if I was mainstream mm-hmm. with the reach I had, my first Muslim Malaw from the streets to Islam, like a soldier, if I was mainstream doing that, the mainstream industry would have lapped me up. 
those organizations that gave me a record deal or this that they say look this guy is engaging with the young people the young people like this guy let's sign him they package him and they make him do more of the same some more people young people and they make money out of him i'm doing that within the muslim world and i just like i'm surprised that no one ever utilized me knowing that all of their kids your, it's your children, it's your nephews, it's your nieces. Yeah. They're all listening to me. They're all into me. But no one ain't utilizing me and saying, well, we should maybe take him in yeah. and like put him on, like give him a, his own TV show, bro. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And that, instead it was like, let's just use him in a certain way and then leave him to his own devices. And that, and that it is a bit. So you, I guess like some of these situations forced you to be in two worlds at times. And I've seen you in two yeah, worlds. Yeah, yeah. So you're actually 100%. chin. And I remember the transition because that was so relevant to me. You're Ashley yeah. Chin and you're mm. Muslim Bilal. Yeah. And in the different scenes, your name is different. So when you're in the films, etc., it's Ashley Chin. Mm. When you're getting invited to a talk, it's Muslim Bilal. Or yeah. you're getting invited to an Islamic event. Yeah. How do you... Cause, and shall I tell you something, bro? You, I don't know like, how you feel about this, but that's something that a lot of us go through. Yeah. Bro, when, for example, when I'm here, when I'm at Ayara, I'm around the brothers, I'm mm. Musa Adnan. Mm. When I'm at uni... I'm a different Musa Adnan now. Yeah. When I'm sitting with Samantha and Clear in my peer group and I'm doing work with them mm. and I, ha- I have to, I can't, say to like, I can't say to my teacher, oh, put me with him, put me, it's, it's going to cause problems for me. So yeah. I've got to do work with these people. It's hard for me to adapt all of this. So a lot of young people go through this where they, they're finding it difficult to adapt the Islam with it. How do you deal with that? But the main thing is, is that is you remain the same it's just your image but, but so for example i'm when no matter where i am i'm always me so yeah. when i'm in the film industry as ashley chin they all know me as the muslim guy yeah, yeah so they yeah, all know no yeah. he can't eat that he's muslim they all know <laughs> you walk into his dressing room i remember and they see oh are you praying he's praying i think like yeah, yeah, they yeah. know like so i'm yeah. still that guy and that that when I'm in the film industry, they all know the directors will come up to me and say, ah, oh, you know, like, because of your religion, we know that you can't really do that, innit? Is this, is that okay with putting the scene that you're, is that all right for you? Because we know your religion, you're a bit, so they're seeing me as this, this in the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. And, and the same as um, in Muslim Bilal world. But what, I, one time I remember on Twitter, someone tweeted me, this both happened in the space of 60 seconds. Someone tweeted me and said, like ah oh, Ashley Chin, I just watched a film you wrote. It was so inspiring, it made me cry. Yeah, I wrote a film called Victim, and I was like, and that's Ashley Chin, the film world. It was in the cinema. It made me cry. It was so inspiring. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. They need to show this in schools or whatever. And then someone tweeted me the same sixty seconds. Ah, oh, just watched your story, Muslim Bala on YouTube. It made me cry. It was so yeah, inspiring. So, da, da, da. so my thing is this. It's all an umbrella. I'm not. Tr- I'm not trying. I'm just trying to do the best I can do. Like, do you understand? Like, no, but, bro, regardless in, yeah. of the field I'm in. Like, and sometimes I think at one stage when I first became Muslim, trying to separate myself from the mainstream world, yeah, is a bit of a mistake. In okay. the sense where this is not just for us. This is for mankind. Yeah. This dean and like. It's like we can't just be like, that's why I don't want this film that I do now to just be for the Muslims. I want it to be for the whole world, universal, and everyone can go and watch it. I don't want to separate. And that was one point where I put in the, the transition. I, it says on the cover, 
Ashley Chin is Muslim Bilal. Yes. Because it's that who say, oh, is there two people? No, Ashley Chin is it's Muslim Bilal. It's yeah. the same person. And now, like, really and truly, I don't even know why I changed my name. I like having it, but really, if it was now, I would have called myself, because Muslim Bilal is not a stage name. It's a name I chose when I took my Shahada. But I would have kept my first name, took the name Bilal that they gave me, and kept my surname, where, like my Twitter, like my Instagram, it's just Ashley Bilal Chin. Yeah. Like I'm happy with the identity, yeah. And that's yeah. just one person. That's yeah. me. When the film comes out, it will be like blah blah, a movie by a film by Ashley Bilal Chin, one person. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? I feel I feel like a lot of youth struggle with this aspect. You know what? I, we'll come to it in 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 the 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 next thing I want to ask you about actually mm. because I think it relates. Yeah. In Layla, when I watched yeah. Layla, your poem Layla, your spoken word poem Layla, yeah. I was like, this is amazing. The whole concept behind it. I'm not going to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. Mm. Where did the inspiration for that concept come from? This whole thing, I'm not. you can go into it if you want. You know what? Yeah. I feel like sometimes we're trying, to, we're, we're trying to teach a people, we're speaking out to a certain people. Yeah. Like, stop doing this. Stop going out. Stop trying to be like that. Stop trying to, you care so much about da 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 but you don't care about fair Allah, da 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 but... We're talking to a people that we don't understand. Yeah. You need to speak to the people in the language they understand. And first and foremost, you have to understand them. If you, if I was going to, if they we're going to give dawah to a certain st- type of people, it's better to send the one who understands that type of people to go and give dawah to yes. them. Yes. So me personally, I come from a council estate in South London. I grew up on badness. So I understand that young boy who is, caught in that badness and caught in that environment and you're chasing the light so instead of saying talking from a preaching personality don't do this don't do that don't do this i'm talking from a personal view like that dunya is gonna call you it was calling me i see those bright lights lighting up the city they're calling me they're tempting me yeah my mum warned me against that man these guys will relate and know my brothers my the brothers told me ah, don't go you cannot trust them my sister told me bro don't go nearer let me introduce you to Layla. like that this world how it is and how we feel getting called and dragged in it's real no one can act like ah oh, nah I'm just okay. My iman is fine. Nothing can tempt me. Nothing yeah, can move yeah, me. What, yeah. you get tempted? How are you getting tempted by these things like that? This is crazy, bro. Fair, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. What you, where, you, where are you coming from? Like, what, what, who created you then? Because we are not MBI. Like, I, I know, listen, I can get distracted. I go up and I go down. And I know that audience goes up and it goes down. So when I'm talking to them, I'm saying, listen, I'm like you. We all go up and down, but we've got to hold on. And this is what we got to be like. Like, even if it gets like hot, cold, we got to try and hold on. And I'm talking because too much people talk from a place of like unrealistic. Like, it's not realistic. And it's like, listen, like, like they've never made a mistake oh, before. Yeah, yeah. Like, they've never done something wrong before. I'm talking like, look, it's going to distract you. It's going to call you. You're going to want to put that chain on. You're going to want to want that watch. You're going to want that calls. This is what we want. But we got to remember what this is. It's gonna be like, and it's like more. So that's more. So people think it's not so preaching. Not, it's like, yeah. do you know what? It's true. You know, I'm going through that. Mm-hmm. This dunya, Layla's calling. I'm not preach. It's more like, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? See, today I'm gonna be a bit more like this, and that's that's why I do it in that style. Okay, so I, I got a question for you then. Yeah, whenever I've seen you, 
Yeah. Mom Mubarak. Nice watch. Beautiful. You always <laughs> dress well. I'm not going to beat you out like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. watch has gone down now, yeah? Yeah. Beautiful. You're always well dressed. You're... you're Whenever I've seen you, I yeah. remember us, uh, we we met in Dubai, yeah. And I asked you about your watches, your whole philosophy with your watches and stuff like yeah. that. So you've always been someone yeah. that is well dressed. You look after yourself. Yeah. So what if someone comes to you and says, "Hang on, you're talking about yeah. dunya here." Yeah. But you got the dunya. It's very clear to us. You got the dunya. It's very clear to us that you you wear the dunya. Yeah. Mm. And on a bigger level than a lot of us that are even attached yeah. to the dunya. So how yeah. do you and balance? I drive a nice car as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alhamdulillah. So how do you balance all of this? You know what it is. It's like, it's like. I remember losing my identity. Okay. When I first converted, like, it's like I forgot who I am, and it's like you go like I didn't even go to the barbers anymore. I just used to say, "No, it's just doing it. Just cut my own hair." I'll go into Primark and just buy combats and just like just dress like a certain way. And I remember thinking that no, this is all just dunya, this life is temporary. And alhamdulillah, this is a good way of thinking, it's the truth. But I lost my identity and sometimes you go so far in that you, you get so lost that you go super far back out yeah. after. You yeah, like yeah, go yeah. from one extreme to another to extreme. Another extreme. It's like and I've seen that happen. It's a common thing. And it's like you gotta pace yourself. And be real with yourself. Yes. So that's one thing where I realized, you know what? Why am I losing my identity? Some people even change the way they speak. Yeah. Like they start putting on an accent. Like, you know, where do you get an accent from? You get certain people, they become so religious or like they feel like they've become so religious that when they went from talking a certain way, which I'm not saying to not talk slang, that's fine, that's good. Maybe you want to articulate yourself better. better this is yeah. a good thing. But I'm saying they start going, talking like, a lecturer like brother you know you shouldn't be doing that I want to give you an asiha and da 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 and blah, blah, blah. like you're losing your identity Lose your totally your yeah. character everything let's just be real yes. and take it down a little bit and be realistic with who we are yes. I have to be realistic with who I am I'm still me Yes, I'm still me like and the truth is I like like fashion that's what I'm into yeah. So that's what I'll be known for, the guy that likes fashion. And I remember when I went, was doing events, one guy said he wanted to manage me. He says, I would love to manage you. I said, I don't mm. really need a manager. He goes, no, I'll tell you how I would make you better. See, if I was your manager, I've gone to an event kind of like this, let's say. Yeah. He says, I would make you go out on that stage in a crisp white fold, you know, a nice tope on your head. You go up there, you know, like change your <laughs> presentation. I said, bro, <laughs> you see, that's why it would never work for me. There's no uniform. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not Superman and Clark Kent like when it's yeah. time to hit the stage I'm gonna do this and do that I said don't get me wrong I love a white folk so some events right it's a nice dinner let me take out my Kuwaiti dish dash and pull it on that's yeah. cool it's real but I'm not doing it as uniform like and do you understand yes, like yes, it's yes. just said that's fake for me that's fake and another thing is these youngsters yeah it's like we can't tell them who to have as their role models. You can't tell a young man, oh, you should look up to this person and you should look up to that person. Listen to the imams, listen to the sheikhs, listen to that. They're going to choose who their role models are themselves. And what they do is they're watching videos, they're watching this, they're watching that, and they're saying, rah, he's sick, I, he's sick, I want to, that, that, that. Do you understand? Yeah. And for me, me being myself, staying in my barrier, it's like, not saying that, I, why can't I remain cool if that's what cool like do you understand yeah, i'm yeah, not yeah. losing my identity 
this is me and then maybe that's why when I go to these events and then youngsters come to me, they say, well, can I talk to you for a minute? And they feel like they can open up more around Bro, me. Yeah, and they feel yeah, like, you know, they yeah. can relate more to me because yeah. they can see you're just like us. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. I'm coming there with a, I'm still like, they can feel that yeah. I'm the same as them kind of thing. So I, I can relate to them and speak to them in the language they understand. Mm. But I don't think dress code and some of these type of things are too, as long as you don't... Um, as long as you don't like, like I don't go posting loads of pictures on my car online and this, that, or yeah. shying off my watch and, da, 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 and these type yeah. of things to make youngsters feel insecure if they don't have it. But if you like a certain thing and it's within this capacity, I'm not out there spending like thousands of pounds on like designer brands and everything's not branded, Javonchi, these, no, I'm not like that. Within moderation, I yes. might, I like footwear. Every now and then, I'm going to get a new this. Every now and then. But really and truly, a lot of my clothes are from like high street store called Cos. Hmm. £40, 30, like it's putting it together. It's my, yeah. So yeah. within moderation, it's fine. Don't lose your identity. Most definitely. And you know what? I'm so passionate about this. Yeah. I'm so passionate about this. You know what? Because I've been in situations, bro, yeah, where I feel like I'm, a brothers look at me different because yeah. I'm in the masjid and I'm dressed the way I want to dress. Yeah, but that's feel, all... I feel like brothers look at me different. And you know what it is? I was speaking to my teacher about this and I kind of went on a run to my teacher and I was like to him, why are people like this for? Why are people so, you know, closed-minded in this way and stuff like that? And people lose their identity. People lose their identity. Practicing Islam should not make you lose your identity. For example, why do we remember Umar bin Khattab, radiallahu anhu? Mm. Why do we remember Uthman bin Affan? Why mm. do you remember Abu Bakr? Why do we they remember were individuals? Hamza. They were a mirror reflection of each other with their thing, but they had their own individual characteristics. They had their own character. They're known for the certain characteristics. Mm. They're mm. known for certain things that they were dressed like. They're mm. known for their character. Yeah. And their character coincided with Islam. Nowadays, you have people, they come into Islam and they start practicing so, 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 and they think that they're practicing Islam. They completely lose their character. Their old friends see them. Their old friends like, yo, he's gone off the plot. He's lost the plot. He's not even the same person anymore. And it's like, people have lost it totally. Bro, there's, there's another thing that I wanted to ask you about with this, yeah. You speak about coming from the streets. I'm yeah. a Muslim, I came from the streets to Islam, the yeah. ghetto. Yeah, so everyone knows it, yeah. You've spoken about it multiple times. Every single event you go to, you probably speak about this. Do you feel like the, str the streets is a very rough place? And I feel like now, currently, London's become the type of place where... In every area, there's a ghetto. Central, yeah. east, northwest, north. There's different gangs, etc. Where I where I was raised, there's 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 ghettos there. There's people there. There's people smoking weed. All of that is around us. Do you feel like you coming from the streets affected you in the way you think, in the way that you carry yourself? Yeah, but it's um, it's not a chosen lifestyle, so yeah. it wasn't cool to be streets. To be from the streets It's not like Ah oh, yeah this is cool It's more Parents come from Jamaica They get placed in one area For us it was South London Lambeth mm. So Brixton Gypsy Hill And that's Tose Hill, And Parents Coming from Jamaica They're struggling to get work So we're on these estates yeah. Government funded Council estates And everyone's broke And we all feel like Once we're in London Being raised And we ain't got money but we can see that there's people in this world that can afford to go to like advertisement shows, McDonald's, this beautiful burger. There's people that, oh, can I have that? Can I have that? Some kids get it and some don't. Mm. 
So when mm. we don't get it, and we see the advertisements of Nike trainers, some kids get it, some don't. We're the ones who didn't get the McDonald's. We're the ones who didn't get the Nike trainers. So we're just like, why, why, why can't we have this? So you feel kind of depressed and stressed. And we don't have that family orientated culture where it's mum, dad, married and household and a family structure. It's like survival mode. So like a lot of the dads have gone, yeah. it's mum on their own. And then it's like no religion. So the mum's drinking alcohol, can hardly stand up straight, can hardly talk. So you're very alone. You're very alone and you, um, and this is the street mentality. You're by yourself and it's kind of like a dog-eat-dog world and there's no support system and yeah. there's no um, good role models and there's no like... So, so you um, end up trying to take any route you can to get out and to yeah. make a better life for yourself. Yes. Now, you're not bad people. When I say from the streets, it's not like, oh, I'm a bad person. I would just rob this person. I would just kill that person. I would just stab that person. Yeah. Never. Your heart's not bad, but you just want out. So you're trying to think of how can I, when we, when I'm hungry, I'll be able to afford to go to the shop and get food. How can I just be able to afford to wear clothes that people ain't going to laugh at? Yeah. So you, you, you look at your, 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 your opportunities and the only opportunities you see are criminal activities because everyone around you is a criminal or broke. Yes. So it's like you stay broke or become a criminal. There's no one that's a lawyer or a banker. So that street mentality is coming from there. And it make, turns you into a hustler. I need to hustle. I need to make it out. And you've got to think fast. So for me, coming out of that was amazing. And my... It also, you know, like sometimes with poverty and miskeen, like those poor, you remember God more hmm. because you've got nothing else to rely on. Yeah. So you're always like, oh God, please make this work. Oh God, please help me tomorrow, like be able to have food or everything. Little things are embarrassing. This is why I always look at the root of issues because just going to school as a kid and everyone's got packed lunch and your packed lunch, there's not hardly anything in it. Yeah. You get embarrassed even at eight years old, nine years old. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. does something inside you. Yes, It installs something inside you as a yeah. kid. And this is the root of what you're becoming as you get older. So when that kid then goes in the shop and all his friends are buying sweets and he picks up a pack of sweets and steals them, puts them up his sleeve and walks out and acts like, yeah, I bought sweets as well. It's not because he just wants to be a criminal. He just doesn't want to be the one without sweets and all these friends have got sweets. Yes, yes. So it's not just, ah, oh, don't, it's like, what is that person going through? And this, this was like our childhood and of, how we was. Yeah. And this um, is why when I done my conversion to Islam, it was easier for me to believe in God and know there's a God because every time I thought things are going to go wrong or we ain't got nothing and we ain't got anything, God would provide God will provide. And that's why I was like, oh God. I always believed. For before Muslim, it's like I knew, alhamdulillah, I knew like, yes, God provided. Just when we thought nothing, we weren't going to, even my mum installed that in me. We ain't got anything. Da, da, da. And she'd be like, ah, oh, God came through. Look, someone just came and dropped off 80 pounds. We're all right now. We'll be okay till the end of the month. So you know God exists. So when I become a Muslim, it's like, it's like continuing that path with that belief in God. And then you continue with that belief. Yes, yes, yes. And then when the good comes to you, you have to be thankful. If this if this religion is telling you, you have to pray to thank God for what you have. I'm ready to get down because I look at my past. Yeah. 
Mm. And I look at it and I think, wow, look at me now. Like I'm standing here and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I just think, alhamdulillah. That's why it's like, when I'm saying those words, it's not just for rhyming sake. It's not just for fun. I'm saying, I'm a Muslim. I came from them streets to Islam, the ghetto. Now when I see my brother, I'm saying, wow, look at that. I come from there and now I'm here. Yeah, look Salamu alaikum. Let's celebrate that. Like, it's proper. That's why I don't need to write it down. It's a feeling. It's an expression. Yes, yes, like, yes, I yes. mean it. So I'm like, look at where we come from. I'm like, every single verse. I was in Istanbul. The day we was meant to, the day before, we was meant to do the event in Switzerland. So I'm saying, this morning I was chilling out in London. Oh, now I'm chilling out in Istanbul. Last night I was in Switzerland. I'm just a traveller on this land. Sitting on that boat. Everything. I was sitting on the boat going to Santander from Portsmouth. Then we drove to Morocco, crossed the border at Tangier. Yeah. And I remember doing it. And I'm saying, I'm a try. And then I go, look at this boy. Ten years of travelling. This journey's been amazing. Gave up something for Allah. He replaced it with something much better. I'm saying that because it's like, look at this. From on the streets, distributing illegal substances trying to buy night trainers to get by and because of this belief in Allah we've given you much more than that and saying I'm not going to do that no more I spent the last 10 years travelling this is mad and then I, I and I'm talking about I'm saying this is mad and then I think when I think travelling I think I went and done Hajj the year before I done that song Allah brought me to do Hajj I was like Muzdalifa was a great city I had to talk about that as the best journey and it's all just a reflection of, so to say, with a passion to these youngsters. Don't get me wrong. I'm ashamed of my sins. I do sins just like you. I'm just like you. But look, guys, this is mad. I came from that. And look what Allah's provided for me. Now, look, Saudi, this is the best thing ever. Like, and it's, it's a real passion like, of that streets. And it's like, what it installed is that hustling mentality of, I think that what it's done to my mentality, sorry, the streets is like, I have no expectations. Yeah. So I don't expect nothing from no one because I've never come from a life where people give me anything. Uh -huh. So I don't expect nothing and I don't think I'm entitled to anything. Yes. So I'm just appreciative of anything I get. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? It could have been worse. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. Alhamdulillah with everything. So that's what the street kind of mentality done for me. Where some people might have this mentality where they think they're entitled to stuff and they expect everything and I don't I don't expect to hand out, I don't expect help. Yes. And I'm good with yeah. Bro, that's absolutely it's it's so inspirational. And it's 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 not a thing where, you know, people are just telling you it's inspirational for the sake of saying it. It's genuine and I'm sure you know this yourself. It's extremely inspirational. And the most amazing thing is it's from it's all from Allah. Mm. And Allah provided people with these things before you and he will do it after you yeah. and he will do it at the same time. So it's like a lot of people when they hear other people's stories, I want to conclude on this inshallah. When people hear other people's stories, they often feel inspired, motivated. Wow, this is amazing. Yeah, but that's your life though. My yeah. life's not like that. And you need to understand, we need to understand that this feeling of being somewhere and being somewhere else it's from Allah mm. it's completely from Allah Allah can take you from your extremely terrible situation that by the way for him is absolutely nothing mm. for you it's the world mm. you know there, there, there's, a, there's a saying in Arabic sahibul hajjati a'ma 
And it means the friend of need is blind. So when you have this need in front of you, you're blind to everything else around you. You're completely blind. You don't see that Allah's blessed you with this, Allah's blessed you with that, Allah's given you this, Allah's given you a mother, Allah's given you this. You're blind. You just need that thing. Mm. And Allah even speaks about it in the Quran. He says, "Inna al-insana li rabbihi lakanud, wa innahu ala dhalika la shahid." That mankind, insan, to his Lord is lakanud. He's he's ungrateful. But what I find so inspirational is the next verse. وَإِنَّهُ عَلَى ذَلِكَ لَشَهِيدٌ And to that, he himself will attest to. To that, that he's ungrateful, he himself is going to tell you that. He himself will tell you, I'm an ungrateful person. I, I, I am not grateful to Allah. I, I forget things. Mm. And if you realize that, another place in the Quran, Allah says, لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ That if you are grateful, I will increase you. And I think that's your story, bro. You always talk about Allah, you know, being grateful to Allah. Yeah. Always, always, always giving it up to Allah. Because, bro, there's a lot of people that have been through what you've done. And they'll be like, yeah, check me, though. You know, I'm, yeah, I got the rollie on. You know, yeah. you see it. Yeah, this is how it is. Uh, and see, Allah gives it and see how fast it take it away, boy. It's a test. It's very, yeah, it's a test. And, and this is the way we deal with our tests, inshallah. Bro, it's been absolutely, you know, amazing having you on the podcast. Jazakallah khairan for coming Alhamdulillah Bro uh, You're definitely gonna be someone We're gonna keep getting You know <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of you Ustaz Hamza is a huge fan of you Bro every, Everyone was so excited That we yeah. that we had you coming in today You know Mashallah So bro Jazakallah khairan for coming on And brothers and sisters This has been Rerooted With Muslim Bilal And myself If you have not subscribed to iera yet make sure you click the subscribe button and you do that inshallah we have many more episodes coming out for you in the future and i will see you in the next one look after yourselves take care assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah that's a wrap peace <laughs>